Good morning, welcome to the Australian Early Finance Briefing for Tuesday the 22nd of September. My name's Nick here in Melbourne, starting with investment styles and some research out from Goldman Sachs in the US has found that values shares have actually outperformed when there's positive news flow on the vaccine. So versus say cyclical or defensive stocks, it's value that does the best. They looked at a period of between the 22nd of August and the 8th of September. And over that period, the chances of a vaccine becoming available by Q1 next year rose from about 40% to 70%. And they found that value outperformed growth by about three percentage points over that period. They say that you know value stocks tend to have short duration cash flows, so will outperform in a rising rate environment while cyclicals and defensive have similar durations on average. So that could explain why it, you know, it's implying that the quicker the vaccine's out, the quicker the economic recovery, the quicker inflation returns and the quicker rates go up. Moving to energy now, the world's largest exporter of LNG, Australia is likely to lose its ranking back to Qatar, who were the world's largest exporters up until last year when we took their place. They're clearly not happy about that and they're being very competitive in terms of pricing now. The lowest cost producer, some analysis from research house FACTS says that their sort of production cost is around $5 or the break even per million BTU, whereas Australia and many other projects are around six to eight. So what has Qatar done? They've actually lowered the indexing of the natural gas contract pricing versus oil. So LNG is normally priced versus oil. Oil's obviously down, but that's still not low enough for Qatar. They've actually lowered the index as well. So at around 60 US dollars a barrel of oil, their, their index to, for gas equates to $9 per million BTU, which would mean you know all projects are viable that are sort of in, in the works in the world. Now they've dropped that to mean at $60 for oil, gas will be $6. So that essentially makes most of these new projects unprofitable, except for the ones in Qatar. And yeah, as a result, they're announcing, you know, they're gonna increase their production from 77 million tons to 110 million tons through to 2025. And that will have a big impact on the investment in the West Coast Shelf of Australia. Although, you know, gas demand is expected to keep growing, you know, well in many decades into the future, this will sort of lower the, the business cases or, you know, eliminate them for, for the next five or so years in Australia. So that means there was the Santos project um, that was worth about 6.4 billion, the Barossa project that's been put on hold. And then Woodside, so they will need to reconsider their US $11 billion development at Scarborough in Western Australia. So huge hits to the Australian sort of investment space there. And just for record, I do hold shares in Woodside. Staying with energy and now to batteries. Today is a battery day for Tesla in the US. Much hyped announcement today and Elon Musk has said there's going to be several big announcements, a couple of them. 
Firstly, it's expected that they're, they're going to announce a really, really lowered cost of production. So the, the aim for battery pricing at the moment is about 100 US dollars per kilowatt hour. There's some analysts such as Credit Suisse anticipating that he may announce $75 per kilowatt hour, which will have a huge impact on you know, global automobile supply chains and many other industries because it will really make electric cars much cheaper and other, other industries as well. The other thing is that the million mile battery is expected. So these are sort of the, a durability measure of rechargeable batteries. So a million mile battery means it's a battery that can last a million miles of re recharging cycles. And that will mean it, cars will, electric cars will have a, a much better sort of resale value, much more much longer life. It will also mean that potentially people can use their car batteries as energy batteries for their house, solar energy during the day, which will obviously have another big positive impact on renewable energy and grid stability. Staying in the US now and the founder of the world's largest hedge fund, Ray Dalio of Bridgewater and Associates, has made an interesting statement to Dow Jones Newswires saying that capitalism in the US needs to be turned on its head, thinking needs to be changed. It's based around his sort of concept that capitalism and capitalists are good at increasing and producing productivity to increase the size of the economic pie. But he also says capitalists don't divide the economic pie very well. And so today, the capitalist system, the foundation of the US economy, is not working efficiently and effectively enough for all. He says capitalism also produces large wealth gaps that produce opportunity gaps which threaten the system. So he says the US needs to take steps to make systematic repairs designed to provide greater opportunity for more Americans to achieve personal growth and financial security. The consequences, if not, will be painful for the country. So he says these wealth gaps produced by capitalism give unfair advantage to the children of rich people because they get a better education, which undermines the equal opportunity notion. Now, I guess that would also mean talent is not picked on merit, but more on wealth. And ultimately, that will weaken the system. The rich get the good degrees, not the smartest. He also says, as the number of people who get equal opportunity diminishes, this reduces the possibility of finding talented people in that population, which isn't fair and undermines productivity. Then the have-nots want to tear down the capitalist system at a time of bad economic conditions. That dynamic has always existed in history and it's happening right now. So he says, without you know, a real redistribution, the economic pie will not be able to grow and therefore you know, printing money and taking on more debt is not the answer to prosperity. It has to be innovation, productivity and those sorts of things. And capitalism needs to be rethought to let that happen. And moving to the markets now, we're seeing quite a bit of a sell-off in the US, particularly in the small cap. The Russell's down over 4%, whereas Nasdaq's off just over 2%. And it seems largely driven by renewed virus fears. You know, Boris Johnson in the UK saying they may have to do more lockdowns there. 
fears in the US as well, that heading into the cooler months in the Northern Hemisphere, that will lead to at least another wave. They're saying that based just on, on, on the timing of the vaccine, there's enough time to have another wave. So particularly the fact that small caps been hit would suggest that it's the virus that's driving market movements this morning. That's your early update for Tuesday. Have a great day. This podcast is for investment professionals only and should not be relied upon by private investors. The podcast is provided for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial advice. The values of investments can go up or down, so you may get back less than you initially invest.